Okay, motherfuckers, you're here. We're here. So let's get started with this season, huh? Now, today, it's a point that we're revisiting because it stubbornly fades and re-emerges on repeat. If you've ever found yourself sitting in a bottomless cluster of shame, pretty similar to the hangover you get from shitty, similarly dosed mimosas, honestly, you're not alone. Shame for everything you have done, everything you haven't, and your interpretations of both. As others have informed you, your perspective was whack, your intentions are unseen, and you just should see things another way. Well, you are absolutely not the only one. Far from it. But if one of the things that you shame yourself about is actually the possibility that perhaps you have nothing to be complexly bothered by, that actually your life was just fine and you need to readjust your interpretation of your entire autobiography, well then, you're in extra great company. I don't think a single motherfucker has ever not said the words, I used to doubt that this was really so bad, or I still do. Was this trauma? Should I have PTSD from it? It's a really common experience, doubting your past or trying to see a thousand different frames for it, last of which is your own. Even when your therapist informs you, this is called trauma or this is PTSD, you might still doubt that they're seeing things correctly. Like maybe you painted things in a more dire light. Maybe you said some things that they're just reading into too much. That's probably what you've heard before anyways, so why not go ahead and generalize it to this situation? The truth is, everyone has to tango with the realizations of trauma, especially when it comes to people who we have very complicated, sometimes caring, sometimes mortifying relationships with, that foster a sense of ambivalence you've maybe never been able to quite pinpoint. Loyal to the people involved, somehow but also aware that things don't seem quite right. So what do you do now? <laughs> like, finally believe your brain after a lifetime of dismissing it? Or continue finding ways and reasons to frame history in more compassionate light? More compassionate for others, that is. At the sacrifice of acknowledging your own past and your own self. But... That is one of our major trauma obstacles, believing that the past happened the way that it happened and that it mattered in structuring our lives ever since. Problem being, there are so many ways to see the past and so many opportunities to judge yourself for the apparently off-base reactions and interpretations you drew from it, landing us in a perpetual cycle of abandoning ourselves, off-writing our memories and emotions, while disrupting our own autobiographies with doubts of self-accuracy or trustworthiness. So, was it trauma? Well, here's what we can definitively say after this past year of research and life experience collected from the community, which shines a lot of light on this perspective doubting. Yo, it's not the actual event, how that event looks from the outside to others that matters. It's about the aftermath of the event, how that event impacted you, and maybe more importantly, 
how your brain sewed that interpretation into the rest of your life story. That That's it. That's all. We don't have life-destructive events happen and our tiny brains frame them through, well, this doesn't matter because so-and-so hasn't been affected by it, or this doesn't matter because I suppose it could be worse, even though this has ruined me. No, we experience the events and then our heads have to figure out what that means for us, for survival. Is there, of course, consideration of the ways that others were impacted? Absolutely. We are a fawning and fixing bunch. But is that all a biological brain will focus on when safety is now in question? No. And it will make up stories to understand the ramifications of your most gas station toilet-esque events in life. So earlier in the year, we talked about long-lasting PTSD being a perspective-based disorder in a sense that we'll talk about a lot later. But the fact is, you don't have to go through the worst event in all of human history for your brain to make up stories about it that impact your subsequent feelings, thoughts, and behaviors indefinitely. Hell, you don't even have to be the one who immediately experiences the event to acquire PTSD from it. We found out that subjective fear moderates post-traumatic stress. The experience of fear itself is enough to send a brain spinning for a long time afterwards as it tries to understand what's going on. It has to protect and serve better than the nation's blue do around here. Also keep in mind, humans have a lot of extra factors to fear in the world, including things like finances, social standing, and the ability for human connection. Even belief in your own personal capacity can be a T-word thorn in your side. We'll return to that. So there are a lot of ways that we can experience fear, and they might not boil down to immediate physical harm like people want it to. See how the is it trauma conversation starts getting really hard to pinpoint, compare, or define between inherently varying perspectives? Now also consider that we're deeply socially connected animals who try to learn from others' examples to spare ourselves the same pains. That means we can scoop up PTSD from observing other folks having seemingly life-destructive events themselves. From others, for instance, we can gain realization at a very young age that terrible fates can befall us and life can change in an instant or that abuse is normal and expected, following us everywhere we go, or humans are dangerous, period. The whole world is. We love our fancy primate brains, but we don't really consider how powerful they are, that they're observing and recording, but then they'll start analyzing and extrapolating with or without us. What they ultimately come up with how it's turned into automatic programs, and how those stories impact us forever seems to be a major blind point in the human psyche. But we're getting there. At the end of the day, the downside of having this complex, integrative, future-preminating human brain is that we don't just live through these events once and then let them go. 
they stay with us and we develop regular thoughts, expectations for the future, and behavioral patterns to cope with them to protect ourselves against them happening again in the future. In this way, it's the aftermath of trauma when we're processing the event and making meaning from it that fucks us. More specifically, it's being left alone with our own thoughts or surrounded by unhealthy and dismissive brains of others in the aftermath that fucks us. Our brains turn against us a lot of the time, especially with the imparting of shame and blame that amounts to, somehow, this event is your fault. You deserved it. Or, it wasn't even that bad. You shouldn't feel anything about it. And people love to echo these sentiments for their own protection. Brains look for explanations for events that have happened. It is their job to understand so we can navigate the world. And unfortunately, our own experience or accountability in that matter is the easiest one for us to pick at ourselves. Like, well, I don't know everything that happened surrounding this entire event, but I do know what my role was. So how was this a result of my actions? Or how am I blowing it out of proportion like everyone says? And other brains do the same things. They analyze the experience to release themselves of accountability. How is this something that happened to you that I do not have to worry about? But when we're left alone with our own thoughts about a negative event, our perspective on the situation has this uncanny ability to flip 180 degrees from what we thought happened, and we instead turn the event in on ourselves. Was it a trauma, and how is it due to my own actions or inactions? It's smart, and it makes sense to keep us alive. We are not wise apes if we don't learn from our experiences so we can walk the earth without falling into the same sulfur pits. Unfortunately, all of our efforts to keep ourselves safe tend to become destructive and degradative to our actual life experiences, to having the brains that those events form. And no assorted layperson may be able to gauge the connections from that original event to the outcomes that you experience from their outside stance. That's something only your brain, maybe with the help of some trauma-informed professionals, can possibly do. So, if or when you find yourself in a was-this-trauma-doubt session, remember, there is proof, and it can be traced backwards in your past. Our post-traumatic lessons and key takeaways, they don't go away. They result in behavioral changes especially when so many things inside and outside our front doors feel dangerous to us, triggering those cognitive and behavioral patterns and putting us in trauma-reactive places on the regular. This is where we get long-lasting, chronic PTSD. Things like falling into pits of agoraphobia, insomnia, paranoia, isolation, stagnation, self-doubt, and demoralization. These are common outcomes of a brain that's running on programs derived from traumatic events in the aftermath. Ever hypervigilant, obsessive, attention deficit, or hyperactive, fearful, ashamed, anxious, weirdly attached to others, and beyond, with increasing fervor as more and more events are categorized with the original ones 
We see them the same way and continually reassess the world as being an endless source of struggle in so many different ways. So to answer your question, if you've experienced anything that sounds like what has been described above, going through an event that was fearful for you, yourself, witnessing a life or self-altering event that happened to someone around you, failing to have social support after the event to healthily explain or reframe the happening, and regularly experiencing re-emergences of shame, blame, fear, life, and self-disruption ever since, yeah, motherfucker, you got the PTSDs. You experienced a trauma. No one else needs to see it the same way for your brain to have interpreted it to be significant and developed adaptively, maladaptively in the long run, in the aftermath. No one else gets to judge your experiences. No one can understand the impact they had on you. No one can actually put themselves in your shoes if they were to ever actually try. Especially when we're talking about young children experiencing these events, now being looked back at from the viewpoints of adults. Look, no one needs to quality control your past for it to have affected you significantly and in ways that are still a mystery to you, let alone to others. The good news is we don't need to have other people get it to believe in and honor those experiences our damn selves. You build up a sense of self and self-esteem so that you're finally able to trust in yourself, your perceptions, your capacities, and your perspectives as you recover over time. And that is the real meat of rewiring our brains long term so that we never again have to look back at our past and wonder, was this my fault or should I even care at all? But at the times when you do need someone to validate what you've seen, motherfucker, there are support options. Foster a healthy social system with boundaries and brains that understand and support your own, however you can get started, step by step. Find folks who get it and don't need to challenge your history. There's a fort full of them here if you are ever interested. But no matter what, don't you dare doubt your own past. Your experience is what counts when it comes to PTSD. No one else can be inside of your brain. Hell, you probably try to avoid it as much as possible yourself. And remember, it's the aftermath that seals in our perspectives. Those perspectives turn into lifetimes of either acceptance and growth or doubt and further fear. So listen to, respect, and support your brain after every event, no matter what shit goblin life might throw at you next. And of course, we will talk about ways to do that in every upcoming episode. So till we meet again, hail yourself. Hail your subjective experience and what every event meant to you. Hail Archie, and cheers, y'all. I'll talk to you real soon. Thanks for being here again. Bye.
We can build up our sense of self and self-esteem to trust in ourselves, our perceptions, and our capacities over time. That is the real meat of trauma recovery. But if you do need someone to validate what you've seen, there are support options. Folks who do get it and will not need to challenge your experience trying to save themselves. I can tell you these motherfuckers are a lifesaver for me when I'm doubting what I'm currently or have previously experienced. And if it really counts, guarantee you'll find the same. Social connection is a super important part of keeping your brain aligned with reality and recovery. But we will get there when we talk about physical integration of internal effort down the line. Until then, please don't dare doubt your own past. Your experience is what matters when it comes to PTSD. No one else can be inside your brain. And hell, you probably try to avoid it as much as possible yourself. They do too. And remember, it's the aftermath that really matters. So respect and support yourself no matter what life might throw at you next. Hail yourself. Hail your subjective experience. Hail Archie. And cheers, y'all. I'll talk to you real soon. Bye.